Welcome to the Ninth Grade Experience. I'm your host, Chris Dutchko. As a teacher of freshmen and one of our Freshman Mentor Committee faculty advisors, I spend a lot of my school day thinking about and helping students with the successful transition from middle school to the halls of Emmaus High School. The goal of this podcast is to give you the story of the ninth grade here at Emmaus High School through the people who live it daily, the students and staff. We will attempt to touch on the real issues and stories that ninth grade students face, ranging from academics to athletics, technical school, and just trying to find your way as one person in a community of approximately 2,700 students. We will also look to speak with some of the influential staff members who play a key part in a student's ninth grade year. It is the hope that future ninth grade students and their families can use the tips and insights provided here to begin making connections to their potential new school and learn more about the day-to-day lives of the students that they will one day become and realize from day one that ninth grade counts. You can learn more about this episode and all of the episodes of the ninth grade experience by following us on Twitter at EHSFMC or at Chris Stuchko or following the hashtag EHS9Counts or our website sites.google.com slash eastpensd.org slash ninth grade experience. Before we jump into today's topic, let's thank our sponsor for this show, the East Penn Education Foundation. This podcast has been made possible through a $1,000 grant awarded to teachers like me each year who are attempting to do unique projects in the area of science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics. The foundation supports programs that put learning in motion by giving students the tools they need to think actively in a complex and changing world. You can follow them on Facebook at EPSD Education Foundation, on Twitter at EPSD Ed Found, or on Instagram at EPSD Ed Foundation. Now on to the show. So welcome to this episode of the Ninth Grade Experience. We're here with the Ninth Grade Principal. It's kind of interesting that we're a couple of weeks away from the end of school and we finally have the Ninth Grade Principal on the Ninth Grade Experience, but it's been a busy year, a crazy hectic year. So we're here today with Mr. Fortier. Um, you know, from his house and my house, and we're just kind of checking in, uh, talking about the school year here. So, Mr. Fortier, thanks a lot for joining us today on the Ninth Grade Experience. No problem. It, yeah, I agree with you. It's been way too long. I should have been on this thing a long time ago. I know. It, we. Uh, it was interesting. In the summer before we started, um, Mr. Miller was still the ninth grade principal, like right as we were getting ready to go back to school. And I had the intention to interview him, and then I found out that he was leaving. And then it kind of like, I, they didn't know exactly who it was going to be, or they didn't tell us right away. And then as the year got rolling along, we were doing a lot of focus on our students and, and stuff mm-hmm. there. So um, as the students have scattered a little bit, we've been talking to a few more of the adults, but uh, yes, it is it's kind of weird that it's taken this long. Maybe we'll have to do one at the beginning of next year, depending on what we're at uh, doing that to kind of reintroduce yourself to the ninth graders. But we also yep. have some the, the upcoming eighth graders are also listening to these two that's been shared with some of the uh, middle schools. So Excellent. chance to introduce yourself and reintroduce yourself. But uh, as always, we always ask our first question for new guests or first time guests to describe your ninth grade experience. So you don't have to identify the year or the school if you don't want to, but um, what was your ninth grade experience like? So my ninth grade experience was a little different because we were, uh, I was in a junior high school. 
So seventh, eighth, and ninth grade was um, in that building. So we were kind of like the top dogs, not the incoming freshmen. Um, it was a great year. I really enjoyed it because, again, I, I was one of the top dogs in there. I was involved in a band. So basically every kind of thing that I could deal with with band, whether it was marching, concert, jazz band, um, marching band for like parades, parade band. We did about everything. I played the saxophone. So it was, it was a lot of fun, like made a lot of really good friends. Uh, I was just really involved. Um, it was a little bit harder for me because uh, that year I actually, and I'm sharing this, I, I actually lost my mom that, that year. Um, she was diagnosed with cancer in my sixth grade year and then moving, moving forward, uh, throughout the years, she got sicker and then she ended up lost, losing her battle with cancer. So that was the struggle, but I had a really, I had a lot of really good support from teachers, um, from the, uh, from the other students. And it was, it was, it, overall, it was a really good year. Um, I think if anything, you want to talk about transitions, like transition from ninth grade to 10th grade was a little bit more rough. Uh, just because, again, it was 10th grade, I was in a brand new school, it was kind of feels like, hey, you're a 10th grader, you should be fine. 10th grade was a little bit rougher because it was a bigger school. Um, my district was very similar uh, to the size with, with the, uh, the high school. So we had about 700 uh, for my graduating class. So very similar sizes to our classes with um, Emmaus. So it was a big school, it was moving around. Um, but junior high, uh, again, had really good teachers. Uh, I think my favorite teacher was someone uh, who I actually had in seventh grade. Um, and she was my reading teacher. And she was always there to support myself. I had a cousin who was in the same grade. So she was there to support us through the times that we were going through. And uh, just a really good group of teachers that helped us, supported us, and were there for us, not just for educational purposes, but really for the, the mental health uh, aspect where um, kind of talking through everything that was going on uh, with my family. And that's such a big component right now, since, you know, we're out of the building, our kids are all over the place, that mental, the social, emotional learning piece of it. Um, how did, did that experience in your ninth grade year, losing your mother, like, did that kind of guide how you look at being a ninth grade principal and like kind of shape, like, cause you kind of know that some of the, the, the hardships that a ninth grader can go through and kind of, kind of reflecting on that and kind of looking back to help, you know, Put yourself in the shoes of what like how fragile ninth grade could be absolutely i mean anytime that there's any kind of loss or any kind of like major life event um we talk about trauma trauma that students go through like losing a parent is huge um there's other kids that they, they don't have something to eat that there's so much that kind of compound with that trauma in someone's life bringing them up so experiencing some of those things definitely puts uh, someone's vision and how they view life and how they view just how they do their job or how they live, it absolutely shapes and affects it. And then also who's there to support? Because yeah, I have a really strong family too. So that, that helped as well. But mm -hmm. to have that support at home as well as at school was one of the reasons that I was able to do 
as well as I was in school and then to move on because I didn't stop at high school. I went off to college. I went into the military. I went into a bunch of different places um, throughout the world and it really shaped who I was. And actually the, that experience there in ninth grade with the teachers and through, through middle, junior high, middle school really shaped in me, in me, the fact that I wanted to become a teacher, wanted to become an educator, and then finally become a principal where I didn't really know what I wanted to do before then. And actually I, it kind of shaped me later on in life. Um, while I was in college, like thinking back to my middle school, quote unquote, uh, time in what do I want to do with my life? What do I want to be when I'm finished with college? And it's interesting, like that you had that kind of like epiphany, like in the middle school level at the ninth grade level, we talk so much about like, you know, we want to make sure that students understand that like ninth grade counts and that it's important in your overall development. And you had this experience where you were able to basically maybe not give your whole direction for what you wanted to do, because obviously you went off and did other stuff as well, but you kind of, it kind of shaped it and formed kind of what you were thinking about doing and kind of how you wanted to proceed with the rest of your life, which is kind of an interesting, like, you know, thing to think about that, you know, we have a lot of ninth graders that are sitting at home now and wondering what their ninth grade year meant. And then we have a lot of eighth graders that are getting ready to come up and kind of trying to figure it all out and how it kind of works for them. Absolutely. I mean, it, unfortunately, we're, the world is full of surprises and we think we have a plan and then something happens. And for most of us that are teaching, 9-11 is one of our big defining moments. Like I can remember exactly where I was 9-11. I can re remember what class I was sitting, what university I was going to, the time frame that it happened. I was I, I actually watched uh, on TV the second plane go into the second tower and the towers come down. Like those are the kind of things that you remember. Now we're dealing with COVID where we're at home for over two months now. Um, working on our third month being at home and at stay at home and trying to be safe and, and whether we know someone who has experienced um, the disease or not experienced the virus it, it's still shaping who we are and the fact of everything is still up in the air on when do we when does the uh, area when does Pennsylvania go from a red phase down to a yellow phase down to a green phase and then back to normal and just what does that mean for the rest of the summer? What does that mean for next year? What does that mean for right now? And the seniors, like I, I was the assistant principal for the juniors last year. So they're seniors, they're graduating. They have a completely different senior year than any other senior in, in almost history, probably of Emmaus, that never have they been out of school for this long and graduating and coming up with different ways for us to reach kids in a virtual way. We couldn't do that 10 years ago. We couldn't do that maybe five years ago. This is something that is completely new. And the, the flexibility that it takes from a student, um, whether they're an eighth grade, ninth grade, 10th grade, senior, 11th grade, whatever grade you're talking about, the, the flexibility that students, teachers, administrators need to have right now um, just in education is is baffling. Um, and it, 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 the unknown is still just there. It's just so unknown in how we move forward. It all depends on what, what phase are we in? What can we do? How is social distancing being implemented?
Yeah, getting back to what you were talking about, 9-11, it's really interesting. I remember back to the beginning of the school year when we did, um, I, I believe it was you, we did like a like moment of silence over the loudspeaker for, for 9-11. Yep. And it's funny, like our freshmen now were not alive when that happened. And it's, they can't, like they get it but they don't get it. And like, I remember after that, like kids were like, you know, through no fault of their own, but they were like kind of like moving around and they didn't quite get it. So we had to have that conversation. And we, and I always would talk to kids about like, they don't have that. They, well, they didn't have that like defining moment, that one like generational moment. Like, you know, our parents or grandparents would be like, I remember where, where I was when JFK was assassinated, like mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And then we always had nine 11 in our age group, but now they finally have that like, defining moment like they'll look back on this in you know 2040 and be like i remember the 2020 was the year where we were out of school for three months or you know if you're in the class of 2020 so it's really interesting like the perspective that students can gain on on different world events and kind of trying to figure out how they fit into those types of events because you know we all assume as teachers that like oh everyone knows about 9 11 because we were alive through it but you know that we're at the age now where kids are not they don't they don't get it unless you teach it to them. Yeah. And it, it's really, it's, I hate to say it, but I don't want to be morbid or anything like that. But nine 11, we lost over 2000, 2000 lives in that day um, with COVID. And again, I, I hate to bring up history, but we've gotten to the hundred thousand mark where we've had a hundred thousand, at least 100,000 deaths from COVID-19. That's huge. That's, astronomical one point over 1.5 million people have been affected tested positive in the united states alone at this point today with this with this virus and it is something that is going to define a lot of people and i hate to, i don't want people to to not understand the level of the level of severity that something like this is going to affect and how it's going to affect us moving forward. So it, yes, 9-11 was a tragic because it was something that it was, it was specific. It was a terrible act of violence on the account of a handful of people. Um, this virus is something that has basically swept the whole entire world and that we are working to do everything we can to keep students safe, to keep parents safe, to keep teachers and the community as safe as possible by following some guidelines to make sure that when we get back to school that we're safe, when we get back into the place we're a safe community and we're not going to continue to have people get sick, die, or have a tragic end. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. I'm sure right now people that are listening are wondering, since you kind of mentioned it, like, so what are we going to do next year? And the answer to that is we don't know yet. We're still in the planning phases for it. You know, I'm sure there are lots of ideas being thrown around, things that we're not really can discuss like mm -hmm. in the public yet. But, right. you know, it'll be really interesting to see what what eventually the plan is. But not going all into that, just taking a look back um, before the shutdown, or you can even include this stuff in the shutdown too. But what was as your first year as a ninth grade assistant principal, was there something that surprised you or kind of caught you off guard about ninth grade students or what you kind of encountered this year? I, to be honest, like I think the biggest thing that surprised me that shouldn't have surprised me was the level of um, just how some students got, in, got themselves into specific amount of drama and then let other people affect 
who they are and how they react. So I think if I could give advice to any upcoming eighth grader or ninth graders now is to not have someone else write their own, write their story. Because when someone says something about, if student A says something about student B and then student B gets upset, upset about it because it's not a nice thing, they shouldn't be saying those things. However, when student B then reacts and reacts in a negative way, then it, it ramps everything up. And it's all about how um, their perception is, whether it's on social media, whether it's so-and-so said this. And most of the time, the things that are being said are complete lies. So being able to recognize that and be able to go back and say, listen, it's just lies. And to let some of that either go or to talk to a trusted adult first before reacting or having to have that conversation with the student. Because as soon as you go in and you you go at you, student B, who's had something bad said about them, goes and talks to student A, they are automatically defensive. They're automatically have their guard up. They're not, it's not going to be an easy conversation. It's a conversation that needs to be had with an adult who is able to see objectively about what is going on in their surroundings and not just take something to the next level because we're human. We are human beings that have um, a level of pride in who we are and what, what our, what our name or what our, what our being is and to let someone else affect us to that point where we do something negatively is just going to get a whole bunch of people either hurt in trouble or in danger. So it's a better idea to have that conversation with a trusted adult. It doesn't have to be your assistant principal. It doesn't have to be uh, your counselor. It could be a teacher. It could be someone that is going to be able to help you work through things logically and see truth. Because just because you feel a way doesn't discount your feeling. You're definitely having that feeling, feeling of hurt, feeling of being betrayed, feel, feeling of uh, the fact that the person is no longer your friend or if, you're, if they were your friend, they wouldn't, be, they wouldn't be saying some of these things. They would be sticking up for you. Those are all true feelings. However, some of those things are like the telephone game or whisper down the lane game, whichever one you know. They say something, it gets misconstrued, it gets put out of whack, and then you're taking the advice of somebody who knows nothing of what's going on, or they just want to stir the pot. So that's really my advice for any eighth or ninth grader is to really focus in on what's true. And then if you're if you would like to have some sort of a conversation with somebody, do it with a trusted adult, not with a posse, not with a group of friends, because again, it just gets people's defenses up and it doesn't turn out well ever. Have you noticed during the shutdown, like has have people been reporting any of that stuff online or is that just something that you saw a lot in the building? I'm just kind of curious as to like if you on your end have noticed like any sort of I, I don't know if cyber harassment is kind of the term, but I guess yeah. that's what it would be right now. But have yeah. you noticed that that has kind of kept up even in the, the time that we've been out? I haven't seen as much of that. Um, it was definitely more prevalent in the building when someone was able to actually go up and confront someone. Um, I, I'm sure, unfortunately, I, I, I am not naive to know that it stopped happening and it's not not happening. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't get reported up to the uh, the administration as often, whereas we see 
something brewing or we teachers see uh, other students see things confrontations happening and they're they're visible so that's when it comes more to our attention um, we would prefer to know about it before something happens and, and someone gets into a confrontation that whether it's verbal or physical um, I would always say that it's better for an adult whether it's your parents whether it, it really it needs to be an adult that can think a little bit more through the logical piece and is kind of outside of the actual incident but no I haven't seen I haven't seen as much of it since we've been out of school in the school closure and been in the virtual world um, as much if we do happen to start off this way next year do you have any anything that you've kind of picked up on or tips uh, as the ninth grade principal that could help students to establish a good routine at the start of next school year? Um, yeah, I would, I would say that biggest thing for them establishing the routine is to make sure that they are basically like get to know the building, get to know it as, as well as you can. We don't want being on time for classes is something that is really important. Uh, I hate to say that, but it was it was a big it was a big issue last year with some of our ninth graders getting to class on time and notice that they have to get from one place to another and be in class in class ready to go on time. So I would say know the building, make sure you're getting from one place to another. Don't stop and socialize um, throughout the day in the hallways because it's just going to get yourself in trouble. Um, if you're socializing, make sure you're walking and talking. Uh, figure out lunch times is a, is a good time for you to like hang out with friends and socialize. So over the summer, make sure you're contacting with friends when schedules come out to say when's your lunch, um, and and kind of like enjoy school. Uh, if you have a problem, talk to your counselor. Mr. McInerney and Mrs. Demchek are fantastic. When they come, they have they've had kids. Um, They've either had kids in our district or had kids that are have, have recently graduated and gone through the high school drama. They have at least 30 years of experience between the two of them um, dealing with different problems and scenarios that have come up. So between them and myself, their teachers, um, adults, find a trusted adult. Find a relationship with an adult. Uh, in your classes where you can trust them and you can confide in them if you're having a problem. Um, if you don't find that, then talk to your parents, but somebody don't try to handle the situations on your own. It just, it's not a good recipe for success. A um, couple of final questions here. So I know it's kind of a weird end to the school year, but if you had one hope, like what do you hope that a ninth grader looks like at the end of ninth grade? Uh, I don't, for me, it would really be that they get as many uh, many credits as, as much as they can out of the year, build the relationships that they have with new friends. Uh, one of the things that you, uh, that students are dealing with and I dealt with in my, from my ninth to 10th grade is that we had two junior highs in my, in, in my uh, ninth grade, 10th grade experience. So two junior highs going into the high school with a lot of students. So you got to meet people from the opposing junior high and got to build new relationships. So these students are coming from I or LMMS or outside in either a charter school or a Catholic school or a parochial school or a private school. They're coming from all different areas. So you're going to build new relationships. You're going to build new friends, continue to cultivate them. 
Um, just because we're social distancing doesn't mean that we can't FaceTime someone, we can't uh, Skype, we can't set up a Google Meet, we can't set something up that you can actually speak and talk with them and reconnect. Um, my, my biggest thing is connections. Like if you have communication and you have connection, then you can get through any problems that come up throughout your 10th grade, 11th grade, and 12th grade year. 10th grade isn't, isn't a joke. There's usually a couple more, uh, couple more electives that are required in 10th grade year that aren't required in the other years, like driver's ed, health. You still have uh, a, a well-fit class, but that's aquatics. So those are three things that come up between your 9th and 10th grade year. And you need to pass those classes. You need to get them because they're graduation requirements. And you need to start building up your repertoire and thinking about where are you going to go? What are you going to do when you're finished with high school? Yes, you're in ninth grade and moving to 10th grade. You still have 10th, 11th, and 12th grade. But everything that you do at high school and in the community, it counts. So be smart. Think before you do. And just really focus in. If I can, if you can take anything is to make sure you communicate when you're having a rough time, whether it's feeling anxious about something, feeling depressed about something, just feeling worried, just basic things. Talk to somebody, find a trusted adult, find a trusted friend so that, and don't be upset if they try to give you a, a little bit of additional help or they can't help you and they say, maybe you need to go talk to an adult. That's a good thing. That means that you're going to get the help and you're going to get the support that you need to be successful throughout your life because there's not a single person, whether it's been an adult that's been on this podcast, that's been a student that's been on this podcast, or even any one of those trusted leaders, uh, trusted leaders, trusted adults, even people that you see that you kind of idolize, whether it's um, a singer, an actor, or a professional in your life, they've all received help at some way or another. And it's not a bad thing. We are a community. We need to help each other. We need to work together to make what we do the best product and the best community that we have. And uh, last question here. Um, so for our eighth graders coming up to ninth grade next year, is there something or things they can be looking out for over the summer? Um, I know with orientation and all those other things, we're not really sure how that's going to look, but anything that they could be looking for or potentially looking at uh, coming up for the summer? Obviously, um, we we want to do an orientation. We want to do an orientation as much as possible if it's face-to-face. -face. If that's not possible, then we'll do something virtually. Um, we will, whenever we get in back into the building, whenever that is. And again, I always have hope that we're going to be there on in in the early, in late August. The, the first day of school is supposed to be this day, and then we're face to face. That is always my hope. That is always my goal. Um, I want to get back into the building as bad as ever anybody. I enjoy being there. Um, but basically, look out, look out for us. Make sure you kind of look at the orientation no matter what, whether it's face-to-face -face or it's online, make sure you look at that. Make sure you go through that whole presentation with your parents so that you know the responsibilities that you have coming in. Um, another thing, I know it's a long and boring document. It's important that you understand the fine print. So uh, our discipline code is something that comes out and we try to revamp every single year. 
is important for students to understand that discipline code because that's what you're being held responsible for. Your student handbook is another piece. It has a little bit of that discipline code in it. So please make sure that you read through those documents. Again, I know it's not the most insightful, engaging reads that you're there, but you really need to know what you're being held accountable for. It's kind of like you get a new phone or uh, an update to your phone and they give you the fine print and you have to agree to it. If you don't read it and they change something up, you're still held accountable for it. And the last thing that I want anyone is to be surprised if they do something and they're like, I didn't know that I needed to do that. So please make sure you read those two documents. Make sure you go through the orientation um, and use, utilize the supports that you have um, in the building, whether it's from middle school and you have a good connection with an adult back there, being able to email back and forth, build the new relationships with your teachers and the adults in the building at the high school. That's my advice. So great advice there from Mr. Fortier, who will once again be back in the, his role as the ninth grade principal next year. So look for him. Um, near the horseshoe there at the top near the athletic office, his office, hope, uh, unless they're moving it around some years they do. Nope. He says no. So they're not moving it around next year. So look for him near the horseshoe where the athletic office is. So Mr. Fortier, thanks a lot for joining us today. I really appreciate your time and uh, good luck to closing out the rest of the school year here. Thank you, Mr. Stuchko. I appreciate the time and appreciate you inviting me on.